probably the most common one is, like I said, asking, oh, so you're really good at sex, answering the way I said, um, and then maybe the next day getting a dick pic, because that's apparently gonna make me wanna have sex with them. Welcome to the Sexology Institute. Today is Monday, July 2nd, 2018. We sit down with Brittany, who is 22 and who is pursuing her studies to become a sex therapist. Brittany talks about the challenges that she has faced in the dating world when she discloses her professional aspirations, and we discuss her own journey with sex education when she was younger. Okay, I am born and raised in San Antonio. Um, grew up in, I would say, a primarily Christian household, um, but I've come to discover with a lot of that background that I was lucky in the sense where sex was never really shamed or... Um, beat down the way a lot of my friends maybe grew up. So I think I'm lucky in that aspect. So how was your upbringing different than the friends you mentioned? Um, if I asked a question about sex, it would be answered. Um, it was never, I was never told, no, that's bad. Um, no, don't talk about it. Whereas I do have friends who were brought up, because I went to a Christian school, where it was not talked about. Sex was not a word that you said at home. It was not something you asked about, um, period. When they started their period, it was very, um, this is because you're a woman, you're coming into your womanhood, that's it. No talk about anatomy and how that works. Did you have different instructions from one parent versus the other? No. Strangely enough, I wasn't... Like, I, there was not a time where I was sat down and said, okay, Brittany, we're going to teach you about sex now. Um, I never had the sex talk growing up. It was, if she has a question, I felt I was able to ask it. That's how I kind of felt my parents were like, if she has a question, she can ask it, we'll answer it. But it was never a sit-down talk about sex. So you didn't learn about sex from your parents? No. Where did you learn about sex? Uh, friends and media, the way most do. Media meaning what? Uh, okay, this is getting a little steamy, I guess. When I was, I would say, maybe in fourth grade, um, I had a neighbor that found a porn in her mom's house or parents' house, parents' room. And that's kind of was like the opening to, oh, so this does go on. This is how it works. This is how this body part, this body part works with another body part. And that was kind of the opening of, I guess, my sexuality um, and learning about sex. And then from there, it was asking friends questions like, have you ever done this? Well, have you ever done this? And learning like that. So fourth grade, you would have been what, like nine years old? Mm -hmm. So then you went to friends afterward for more instruction. Do you feel like you got any good advice? Or I guess I could ask, what bad advice or what bad, looking back now, what type of bad education did you get from friends? Um, a lot. I had friends who, you know, would send nude pictures, and this was probably more in the middle school years, but who would, like, send nude pictures to older guys that they'd meet online or on MySpace, because that was the thing at the time. Um, but I never felt the need to do that, and I would probably thank my parents for that, um, just because of the morals that I had growing up. Um, so even though I was exposed to this information and exposed to this lifestyle that my friends were living and carrying on, I never felt pressured or the need to do that myself. Why do you think your friends were doing it? I don't know. Um, if I had maybe to take a wild guess, I would think maybe to find some kind of fulfillment, some kind of want or need that maybe their parents weren't giving them. And around what age was this? This was probably, I would say, between 6th and 8th grade. 
so in middle school. Mm-hmm. What percentage of your friends do you think were act, acting in this way? Um, I had friends who were already having sex in you know this time period. I had friends who were already participating in oral sex. Like I said, I also had friends who were sending nude photos of themselves. And this was probably the majority of my friends, like the friends that I would hang out with on a daily basis. So almost 100%. Really? Mm-hmm. And why do you think they were... And you're talking about girls. Yes. Were any of these exclusively girls that we're talking about? None, none of the guys? Um, I don't think I was... Cl- yeah, I wasn't close enough to enough guy friends that I would hang out with that to where I would know like these intimate details. What do you think the reasoning was for these girls to be doing this at that time? Honestly, probably media. Because that's what we were taught was acceptable for women and that's how we get a man's or a guy's attention and that's the only way a guy is going to want us so if we make ourselves these sex symbols then the guys in our school is going to want us did it work for them sure did and since you you said you were not participating in this did you what was your reaction to that time to at my reaction i guess i would say a part of me was kind of living vicariously through them because I did know what was going on and I kind of understood where they were coming from. So there was a piece of me that, yes, wanted to be involved in the same way, but there was also that piece of me that I was like, well, I kind of know this isn't right. Um, I kind of don't think I'm ready to have sex. I haven't found the one person that I feel is my first love that I want to give that to. Um, Whereas to them, it was just different. They just felt sex was sex. And for me, it was a little bit more intimate. What would your friends have said about you at that time? Did they know that you were not engaging in those things? Yeah. Yeah, they did. They knew that I hadn't had sex yet. And what was their opinion of you not having had sex at that age? Um, I would think their opinion was she's just not ready or she'll do it when she'll do it because we were such close friends. Um, I never felt, like I said, pressured or like they didn't like me because I wasn't on the same level sexually that they were. But I would probably think that they were just like, oh, she's scared. She's a little bit more timid. Were you scared or timid? No, I don't think so. Anything else around that time? No, it wasn't until high school that I lost my virginity, and it was to someone that I was in a relationship with. Um, So again, it wasn't just some guy that showed attention. Um, Someone that I thought I was in love with. And, you know, from there, that's kind of where my own sexuality grew. How long did that relationship last? Um, Probably about a year. Do you still have contact with that guy? I do. Yeah, we're I assume actually... this is a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're still friends. So, where did your sex education go from there? From there, um, again, learning through friends through the sex education that the high school gives, which isn't the best. Um, but I felt I had a pretty good understanding. Um, I knew what oral sex was. I knew what anal sex was. Not in detail. I mean, I didn't know that you have to use this kind of lubricant for anal sex, this is the best kind. I didn't know any of that kind of things, but um, I did have, I felt, a good idea to the point where I had friends who would come to me and ask me questions, and I'm like, um, I can answer it, but I'm not sure, kind of thing. Um, And like I said, I just think I was fortunate that if I asked my mom a question, she would give me her best answer to the, you know, her best knowledge. You had mentioned that you went to a Christian school this was um, elementary school, grade school? Uh, yeah, so I went to a Baptist school from pre-K up until fifth grade. I assume there was no sex education in school? Absolutely none. 
And then what about after fifth grade? What type of school? Um, I went to a public school. Do you recall the sex education that you had in public school? Um, Only in high school. I didn't have any in middle school. Um, And I don't remember if that was my parents' choice or if that was just something that they didn't offer. I would assume that that was something that they didn't offer because I wouldn't see my parents, you know, signing off saying, no, she can't be exposed to this. Um, But it wasn't until my 11th grade year in high school that we had a sex education course in our, like, advisory class. What do you recall from that? Uh, They split up the boys and the girls. Um, Girls were in one room, guys was in another. We watched a video on this is what happens if you have sex, which was you're going to get an STI or an STD. Um, They showed pictures of probably the worst possible case scenarios of chlamydia and gonorrhea. Um, And that's about it. And then we were sent back into the room to finish the rest of the period. Did you find that education uh, helpful? Absolutely not. You still remember those those pictures, and obviously you still... That was... How old are you now? I'm 22. So how many years ago would that have been? That was... Let's see... Six years ago? So in the last six... You still have a memory of those things. What impact to this day does that have on you that educational experience have um it kind of makes me sad being and wanting to get in the profession that I want to get into I think it's very sad that this is what we're teaching our youth because either it's gonna shame them and scare them because we don't know what kind of family and household they're being brought up in so maybe they've already been shamed a little bit to begin with and then They go to school, maybe hoping, okay, I'm waiting for this sex ed class. Maybe this is when I'm going to get the answers about sex that I need. And then this is what we're teaching them. Um, And that puts more shame and fear. So if it was a, let's say, 11th grade girl who has questions about sex, hasn't lost her virginity, but maybe wants to, maybe wants to experience what her friends are experiencing, where is she going to learn about protection and about taking care of her body and her health? because they're not offering that. And if you ask that question, it's not answered because the teachers are not allowed to answer that question. So it's all about abstinence, fear, and shame. How long was that class? Uh, 40 minutes, 40, 50 minutes. And how much of the time during your high school years, during your waking hours, was spent th- thinking about sex? Um, may- probably a good amount. The conversation of sex in high school probably came up Three, four times a week, if not more. So just thinking back that that 40 minutes, one time throughout high school, equals an extremely small percentage of your education, yet sex is a dominant topic brought up by high school students. Absolutely. So there seems to be a disproportionate amount of education relative to the activities. Absolutely. Another thing that I remember um, when watching the videos is a lot of A lot of it was kind of blown off as a joke. Like, no one was really listening to the information because everyone had probably in that class already had sex or been engaged sexually in some way at some point in time before that. So if they would have been teaching about real education, I think more people would have kind of put their head up to listen because then that's something that they're going to take back with them. Whereas this was... I mean, it was kind of a joke because they know I've already had sex and I don't look like that. I don't look like that picture. So it was, especially on the boys' side, because you know the way young guys are, um, it was more of a joke than an education class. What do you mean the the way young guys are? In the sense of 
at that age, sex is funny. When they show a picture of a penis, they're all gonna laugh. So when you're showing a picture of a penis that has a horrible case of gonorrhea, they're not gonna take that seriously. Whereas if you're talking about, you know, maybe protecting yourself or talking about how to please a woman, they might actually listen. They might blow it off as a joke, but that's actually something that they're gonna take home with them. Do you think that should be taught to high school students? I do. If I could go back to the time where I lost my virginity, I would definitely wish I knew my body better than I did because if I had a daughter that was 15, I would want her to know that this is my body and I'm not going to let some boy who just wants his pleasure take something so sacred away from her. He needs to know that she needs to be pleased too. You may be aware of some educators who you know, teach their children at a very young age about sexual pleasure. And at what point does that cross into abuse of children when providing them with sexual information? I think that's when it takes parents telling their youth and their children, of course, abstinence is the safest way. Because it is. That is the only way you're going to, you know, protect your heart, protect your body, protect your health. That is the absolute only way. But... If you tell them, you know, this is what I wish for you in the sense that I hope you stay abstinent until you get into that serious relationship or until you get married, whatever. But if you don't, come to me and tell me because, especially in females, your body is a little bit more complicated than males. Your pleasure routes are a little bit more complicated than it is for a male. So let's talk about maybe getting you a vibrator and you experiencing your body on your own before you make that decision to let some boy who probably doesn't know what he's doing do that for you um giving them that open door i think possibly would save a lot of 15 16 year olds from having sex because they're like well my mom gave me this thing i do this in the privacy of my home no one knows about it and it feels good so at what age do you think the parents should have that conversation with young women I would say in middle school because that's, I mean, you hear about it in elementary school where kids are already performing oral sex. So I think maybe a little bit of sex education when they're going into, you know, getting in the higher levels of elementary school, but definitely middle school. So by age 11, 12, mm -hmm. what do you want to talk about after high school? In college, I would think the most important thing is knowing that it's okay if any kind of form of sexual harassment happens to you, that it's okay to speak out and tell someone. Because I find a lot of times that women fear to tell someone, hey, I've been raped, or hey, someone has touched me inappropriately, especially if it's a professor or someone who's higher in the education system. Um, and I think you see that a lot in, in college, just with the fraternities and the amount of males and females that you're exposed to. What about for yourself personally? What would you like to share about your life experiences after high school? Um, fortunately, I've never um, ran into any kind of situation like that um, on my own. But I think I have learned that sex does complicate relationships a little bit. And for future relationships that I would have, that's definitely something I would hold off on. I don't think it helps any. Um, I think that's something that can wait, and if they choose not to wait, well then, they weren't the one. So you think that sex should not be an early part of a relationship? 
I think it's okay if it is, but for me personally, with the past relationships I've had and the experiences I've had when I involve sex in the relationship early on, it doesn't really work out. So for me, it's kind of a little experiment. Next relationship that comes around, I think I'm going to hold off and see if that has a different impact for me. So professionally, what has been your drive in the sex field? It started off with wanting to be that person that someone can come and ask a question to, whether it's, I don't know how to use a condom or I've never had an orgasm or whatever. I want to be a safe place for whether it's friends or community. Um, But recently I feel like I've been kind of drawn to help people who have some kind of Christian faith or who have a faith. Um, I've been really getting involved in my church and I got into a really deep conversation with one of the pastors there. And when he asked me what I wanted to do with my degree, uh, for me it was one of like that dun 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 moment because I was like, okay, I'm going to say this and either I'm going to get the weird look and he's not going to want to continue this conversation and then I'm not really going to feel comfortable in this church anymore or he's going to be intrigued and ask more. And sure enough, he was intrigued and he was like, you know, being a youth pastor, I have couples who come to me and ask me questions sometimes about sex and I don't have the educational background to answer them properly. And uh, he was like, I don't mean to be too personal, but can I ask you some questions? And I was like, sure. And so, you know, he came to me and said, you know, working here, like, do you see, like, what is the biggest reason why couples come in? You know, and I was like, well, depends. Sometimes the woman can't have an internal orgasm and, you know, the guy feels incompetent and is that normal is their question. And he's like, that's the biggest question I get. I have guys who come to me and ask me that same thing and I don't know if that's normal. I don't know the woman's anatomy well enough in, you know, a sex education kind of way to be able to answer his question. And so having that conversation really made me feel like a church as open as mine is needs someone to be able to sit down with couples, whether they're married, whether they're not married, and answer their questions in a true way. And when it comes to the Bible and when it comes to faith, I truly feel that God created sex so that something that we should be having. Um, Again, of course, waiting for marriage is the best, but if that's something that you choose not to do, where are these people going to turn? They need answers and they need their you know, they need their questions answered. And that's something you see that you'd like to do for your church? Definitely. And I have not proposed this to anyone at my church, but since that conversation and then since starting the sex educator, you know, program, it's something that's really been sitting in my heart that I've been, you know, personally praying on. Like, okay, I don't know how I would propose this. I don't know how I would say, hey, this is what I want to do for the community of this church. Um, but I truly believe if that's you know what God wants me to do, somehow that's going to fall into place. So what has been your college education so far? Um, like psychology-wise? Yeah. Um, so I'm majoring in psychology. Um, a lot of it, I will say, I do not find interesting at all. But again, it's because I think I want to niche off into this you know sex education world. Um, so a lot of it is a lot of reading that I wish I didn't have to do. But... A lot of it is also very interesting in learning how the human mind reacts to different sensations or perceptions, um, things like that. Okay, and apart from college, you've been part of the Sexology Institute for a while now? For a little over two years. 
and what type of educational experience are you getting there? Um, a lot. I've learned a lot about my body, uh, learned a lot about other people's you know, situations or issues that they may face. Um, it's definitely made me a lot more comfortable to talk about certain topics, to say certain words that I never thought I would be comfortable with. Um, every day is a learning experience there because you never know who's going to walk through the door and what their story is going to be. So when you complete your education in psychology, what is, what, what is your plan after that? Um, so definitely to get the certification um, to just be a sex coach. Um, I do want to go back for either a master's or a PhD. If there is a program available that is specific for you know, a sex therapist or you know, a sexologist, anything in that realm, of course that's something I would strive for. If there isn't, um, I've thought about just getting you know, a master's in counseling, but having my specialty be in sex therapy. And it's specific for Christians? Everyone. Um, like I said, I do want to work in the church, but I'm not going to just say Christians. I'm going to help anyone who is willing to ask for help. What other unique things are there about you that you'd like to share? Being as open about my sexuality and my sex life and you know things that I've seen, heard, done, but still having as strong of a faith as I do. Um, for some people, it may be a little bit contradicting, but to me, I, I feel that that's what I was meant to do. And I don't think that that's shameful or I'm being shamed for it. Has anyone challenged you on that contradiction? No. I feel like maybe sometimes people want to, but it's never actually been a conquest where we're going back and forth and trying to prove our points. I think, too, I find dating at my age is extremely hard, especially with a profession I want to get into, because, of course, it's like, oh, what are you majoring in? Oh, psychology, cool. What do you want to do with that? Okay, so it's either, you know, I face that thing of telling them, this is what I want to do, or kind of going and beating around the bush and saying, oh, well, I want to be a therapist. Oh, I want to be a counselor. And waiting until it gets a little bit more progressed in the talking stage to really tell them what I want to do, because I've found that the second I say I work at the Sexology Institute, or the second I say I want to be a sex coach or a sex therapist, I feel as if males in their 20s immediately stop seeing me as a person and see me as sex. Because most of the time, the question that follows that is, oh, so you're really good at sex. And my answer is always like, well, that's subjective. Sex is subjective. Just because one guy really likes something, I could do the same thing to another guy, and they could be like, well, what the heck is she doing? She doesn't know what she's doing. Um, and they're always kind of left blank, but then I find sex is always brought up in conversations a lot more frequently after, and that is uncomfortable for me because, yeah, that's what I want to do, but that's, I don't want that to be our primary conversation every time I talk to you. So that's actually had a detrimental effect on your personal relationships. For sure. Any examples of how bad it's been that you want to share? Probably the most common one is... Like I said, asking, oh, so you're really good at sex, answering the way I said, um, and then maybe the next day getting a dick pic because that's apparently going to make me want to have sex with them. Or just constantly bringing up, oh, so what are you wearing? And I'm like, well, is that even relevant? Um, somehow the conversation always gets spinned sexually once they know what I want to do or what I do at work. How pervasive is this problem? It happened 100% of the time except for one, which was the past boyfriend that I was in a relationship with for almost a year. 
So how many guys are we talking about that this happened with? I would say at least 10 to 20. I was single for, let's see, I was single for four years, worked here for a year before I met that boyfriend that I was with. So yeah, I would say about 10 or 20. And so all of these guys, once you told them that you were in the sex field or were pursuing sex therapy, their conversation immediately went to talking about your sexual abilities or your sexuality. Correct. You mentioned the, the relationship you were in, and that you know, sounds like that was better than the others. Obviously, it developed into a relationship. It was. Um, when I told him what I wanted to do, of course, it was like, oh, what? Like, what's that? Uh, which is typical. I get people are going to ask, what is that? Because it's not a common occupation. Um, but then questions weren't asked until it was a real question. Like, for example, and I don't know if he really asked this. This is really just an example. But like, can a guy really have a multiple orgasm? You know, they were real questions that he really wanted an answer to. And at that point, it was me giving my honest, um, you know, answer. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was a lot different than the guys I had dated before because they weren't asking questions about sex on a broad scale. They were asking questions about sex between me and them. Um, whereas that, that particular male was really wanting, in my opinion, to heighten his knowledge of sex. So since getting out of that relationship, you've taken a different approach? Um, well, I haven't started dating yet, but yes, I, I am going to take a different approach. What's the plan now? I probably will hold off um, on telling them what I want to do until I know them a little bit better. Um, And from there, telling them what I want to do and hoping that they respond in the way that I would hope they would respond. But if they don't, then on to the next. Any any parting words that you have? Um, Be true to yourself. Be true to your sexuality. And ask the questions that you want to ask. if, if it's part of your learning process with your sexuality or your sexual orientation. 